The ayes are 232. The nays are 197. The resolution is adopted without objection. The motion to reconsider is laid upon the table. Well, she was a little premature with her gavel there. She should go see a professional. <laughs> Impeachment actually happening right now. Ten Republicans going along with the Democrats and saying what the president has done is incitement and is insurrection. Okay. Now, you might think that all of this is just a wee bit familiar. You might think that you've been through this before. I got you, babe. That's because it's January in America. I got you, babe. And when it's January in America, it's time for impeachment. It was just a year ago we were dealing with the nonsense of a Ukraine phone call. A phone call! And that's supposed to be obstruction of Congress or some other nonsense. No, it did not work. It shamefully got the vote of Mitt Romney. And I say shamefully, his vote on impeachment is far more shameful than someone voting on the Electoral College and utilizing the law properly. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Yeah, you're not going crazy, man. It's just, it's all just a little bit of history repeating. Like, how many songs could I play that would properly fit uh, the, 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 the moment? What happens next in the impeachment? Well, that's a very interesting thing. Because Mitch McConnell, who I believe it is true, is angry with President Trump, like, angry with President Trump. There was talk about, well, they could simply be, uh, you know, deciding to come back into session to deal with this. But that's not what's happening. As a matter of fact, this will not get dealt with until after President Trump is out of office. Or not, not even close. They won't, they, won't, they won't play. They will not take this up until the 19th. Chuck Schumer has said that there's going to be a vote. I believe the paraphrase was, we will remove Donald Trump one way or the other. He's a bad man, and his hotels are too fancy. I'm pretty sure that's what he said. But how do you remove a man from office when he's removed from office? Well, the question, of course, is whether or not you engage conviction. Conviction would prevent him from holding another office, meaning running again. Then there's the 14th Amendment to the United States Constitution. Uh, Open up your hymnals, uh, my dear children. Section 3. No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state with having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. But, the, but Congress, with a two-thirds vote in each house, could remove such a disability. Now, if he's convicted, that would be, see, he can't hold office. If he's not convicted, he was uh, uh, charged with insurrection. 
ergo, he cannot hold office. You're going to have a hard time with that one. A very hard time with that one. Because if we start applying the 14th Amendment on the people who have given aid and comfort to the enemy, you had insurrectionists destroying property all over Minneapolis, and you had Kamala Harris raising money to get them out of jail, raising money for their bail. That's aid and comfort to the enemy. As I see it, let's play our stupid games. There's a real question as to how much they fear Donald Trump. Now, this is a different conversation than whether or not I am excusing behavior or excusing attitude. I will tell you that when it came to challenges, me, I was to an extent rather glib because I am inured to the idea that I have to get myself freaked out about a court challenge. You wanna go challenge the votes in the courts? Go ahead. You wanna go challenge this? Go ahead. How often have you heard me say? I cannot start an investigation. I cannot stop an investigation. I will not get worked up about an investigation. I truly believe this, so I don't get worked up. Doesn't mean I approve of the investigation. It means that I can't get myself crazy about it. I thought I made myself clear when I said, you know what I think the odds of success are? 1%. When on Newsmax a few weeks ago, before January 6th, I was asked what I thought of the success of, of a challenge against the Electoral College, and I said 0.2%. Because I guess there's, you got to always leave realm for a possibility. But there was no shot. Any crazy thing can happen. But there was no shot. I thought I was clear. I didn't know I had to, you know, make some kind of official statement. I thought I was clear when Sidney Powell was talking about uh, uh, theft and fraud, and I said, well, show it. And then Tucker Carlson said, show it, and people got angry at Tucker Carlson. I said, what are you angry with Tucker Carlson for? He's right. Well, you know, she doesn't have to show it to you, Tony Katz, or you, Tucker Carlson. She has to show it to a judge. I don't know. Maybe that's what they sounded like. Maybe not. I'm not so sure. I'm terrible with the impressions, except for Schumer. I'm dead on with my Schumer. Everything else, eh, Terry Fader's got a, st a career ahead of him. He doesn't have to worry about me. You're right. Sidney Powell, if she's talking about fraud, would have to show it to a judge. But we are going to have to see it. Because if you think the court of public opinion doesn't matter, you would be wrong. What does the court of public opinion think of Rudy Giuliani saying to the crowd, we should have trial by combat? Do you really think he meant we should have trial by combat? I don't think so. Did I think that Maxine Waters really meant that when you see a member of the Trump team in a department store, at a restaurant, at a gasoline station, you surround them, you push back on them, and you tell them you're not welcome? Yes, I absolutely positively did. Because trial by combat sounds like hyperbolic nonsense. Surround people at a restaurant and push back on them actually happened. It happened to Sarah Huckabee Sanders. It happened to Ted Cruz. It happened to Mitch McConnell and, and his wife, Elaine Chow. It happened. So, maybe I heard that and I was like, Rudy. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. And I, and I, just, I just moved on with my day. Maybe that's my fault. 
Maybe my job is to better point that out. Or maybe it has to be taken the other way. We together have been pointing out violence all across America for over a year. We pointed out what they were doing to ICE agents in Portland, surrounding the building, defecating on the streets in the summer heat to the point that it was considered a hazmat area. Following people to their homes when they were picking up their kids from camp and terrorizing them. Setting city blocks on fire, killing people in the streets of Indianapolis, taking over city blocks in Seattle, and the people there not having the support of what's supposed to be their elected uh, representatives, they were left to suffer. And we said we shouldn't do this. And we watched elected official after elected official after elected official after elected official support them and say this is just while calling the rest of America racist and bigoted. We said this shouldn't be. We shouldn't want this. So maybe, just maybe, just maybe, just maybe, without engaging any level of equivocation, we can make the argument that we can all do a better job at engaging these conversations better. Why, because I'm the talk show host, I can't do a better job? Maybe I could. But I never actually believe, believed or believed that I would so have to spell things out. So let me spell things out. Donald Trump is a victim of self-inflicted wounds. I think the impeachment is nonsense, if only because this is much more about hate than anything else. Because an honest broker would look at everything that has been said by both sides and said, you know what? We shouldn't have come to a raid on the Capitol and all those people should go to jail. But maybe this is the moment to realize, my gosh, we've made some mistakes here and we can all do better. We'll disagree, but maybe we can all do better. Nope. We didn't go that route. We went the impeachment route. An impeachment that will not mean anything to anyone come January 20th at 12.01. That was based on anger and hate. Instead of taking that and taking a breath and saying, what can we do? What do they call it? A teachable moment. Here's what we taught America. Kill your enemy, kill them again, kill them till they're dead, kill them one more time, and if they twitch, kill everybody who's associated with them. Everything America is not. That is not excusing President Trump. That is recognizing the fail. Now let's do better. I'm Tony Katz. So right now at the Capitol, getting ready for the inauguration, we've got all these these troops, these National Guard troops, right? Just just hanging there, just hanging out. The, the, the question is, what's with the photo ops with them on the floor? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Go to TonyKatz.com if you miss anything. There were these pictures that came out and 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 they have um it, it, I'll, I'll search for it troops 
Capital, which which is O L by the way, C A P I T O L. Um, troops guard the U.S. Capitol one week after the riots, and they're all like asleep on the floor. Here's the question, right? They're sitting on boxes of MREs, and there's bottles of water. And, oh, look, there's cookies, and they're just they're just hanging out, and they're asleep on their packs. Why are they asleep on the floor? Why are there no beds? This is the military. We don't have cots. Where are they going to put him? What do you What do you mean where are they going to put him? Aren't they in the Capitol like just in the hallways? They're in the Capitol. What's the matter? There's not a basement to the Capitol. We don't know how to do things uh you know in shifts. They don't have a gym at the Capitol. They just got people lined up sleeping in the Capitol with their weapons. Do you think this is normal? Do you think Schlichter, uh, uh, Kurt Schlichter, of course, uh, military guy, uh, pointing out, uh, you know, t- he, he made light of it saying, okay, we have a gym with cots set up for the troops at, and then someone responding saying, oh, hell no. We're going to have them lie on the stone floor of the Capitol without sleeping bags or pads. It's logistically and operationally ridiculous, but think of the photo ops. It's absolutely correct. It's absolutely correct. What is the argument here? This has got to be the silliest thing I've ever seen in my life. This is embarrassing. What are we looking at? Makes no sense what we're seeing. Absolutely, positively, no sense at all. Beyond, beyond understanding. The markets are up 70 right now. The Dow at 31.130. People pretty excited that Biden, he might start giving out money like it's candy. Oh, you want a new stimulus check? Boom, you got yourself a new stimulus check, baby. They'll be, they'll be giving them out like it's their job. Anything they can do. To put more money to you uh, by spending more money, 150% is going to happen. That's where they're at. In Tennessee, there's a lawmaker um, that wants to add uh, a statue of Dolly Parton to the state capitol grounds. I dare them to make a Dolly Parton statue in proportion. Dare them to do it. The legislation calls for the creation of a fund for the design, construction, and installation of the statue, which would be added to the Nashville grounds in recognition of her contributions to her home state. Gifts, grants, whatever. No no taxpayer dollars. That's how they would do it. By the way, she's 74. I did not know she was 74. But she's she is, to a lot of people, impressive. She gave a million dollars to Vanderbilt University uh, for uh, coronavirus research. She has spent money here, there, and everywhere helping out the the, the people of Tennessee. And they want to say thank you. Absolutely, absolutely fine. Fine for that. And then there is the story of Jared and Ivanka's bathroom. A story that makes producer Ari gleeful. It's funny. So Secret Service agents assigned to Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner 
have been renting a $3,000 a month studio apartment at taxpayer expense for the purpose of having a bathroom uh, available because they were instructed not to use any of the half dozen bathrooms inside the home where Jared and Ivanka live with their family. Right? The Secret Service tried using a bathroom at the vice president's uh, uh, estate and a porta potty. So then they just started renting a, a place um, to use the bathroom. Now, you say to me, what's wrong with Jared and Ivanka? They couldn't have one bathroom just for the Secret Service? Well, let me ask just a question. Do you want a bunch of people coming in and out of your house using your bathroom? The follow-up to that question is, in the age of coronavirus, do you want a bunch of people coming in and out of your house using the bathroom while you are having one-on-one conversations with the President of the United States? Maybe, just maybe, this is the right thing to do. And I know what you're saying. That's a lot of money. Yeah, it sounds expensive. $3,000 a month, 36000 a year. They spent more than $100,000 to do this in the time they've been in, 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 in the Oval. I, I don't know what to say. I don't know. Would, would I have Secret Service coming in and out and using the restroom in, in, in my house? Well, I guess it would depend on the house. Maybe. Maybe it would depend on the house. Maybe they're just like, nah, we're too private. We don't want any any part of that. Yeah, they have young kids too. Right? You just don't want that kind of thing. I'm sure that if we started looking into the weird requests of the Clintons or the Bidens or anywhere else, anybody else, you'd get weird requests and weird things. Sorry, of all the things, I'm sure it's not the first time there's been a bathroom question. Just got to assume it's not the first time. Facebook Tony Katz Radio. This is Tony Katz Today. So you all remember just a few days ago when Sheryl Sandberg, the chief operating officer of Facebook, was letting you know that none of this terrible things, none of these terrible things, none of the terrible actions that took place at the Capitol were because of Facebook. Oh, no, no, no. Well, we know this was organized online. We know that. Um, we, again, took down QAnon, Proud Boys, Stop the Steal. Anything that was talking about possible violence last week, our enforcement's never perfect. So I'm sure there were still things on Facebook. I think these events were largely organized on platforms that don't have our abilities to stop hate and don't have our standards and don't have our transparency. But certainly to this day, we are working to find any single mention that might be leading to this and making sure we get it down as quickly as possible. Our programs are so good. Our services are so good. Maybe something small slipped through, but it's not like those other places that will destroy you and ruin your lives and kick your puppy. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. She deflected. Oh, no, no. Capital right, not us. Not us. However, the Washington Post reporting, as reported by Twitchy, 
The Stop the Steal hashtag was widely used on the service, meaning Facebook, until Monday when a search on Facebook reported that 128,000 people were talking about it and in many cases using it to coordinate for the rally. This according to a vice president with the Coalition for a Safer Web. And two dozen Republican Party officials and organizations in at least 12 states posted on Facebook to coordinate bus trips to the rally, according to Media Matters for America, which published screenshots of the flyers and memes. Now, you heard us talk about Stop the Steal and saying do not trust it because it involved Ali Alexander, who goes, when I knew him, went by Ali Akbar, and that guy is not to be trusted ever by anyone who is rational. You trust that at your own risk. So we're perfectly clear, thank you very much. But yes, this was organized. With Facebook in mind, why did they work so hard in order to stop, you know, to push back on this? Well, maybe that's because of stock, maybe because they don't want to be seen guilty. But the real story here is, why did we take Parler down, Amazon? Why did Google and Apple stop Parler from being on their stores when Facebook is guilty? Why does Facebook still exist? Why is Facebook up right now parlor's case parlor right is a, is a twitter competitor but they will allow people to speak and some people said some disgusting things like lynn wood uh the lawyer for uh the covington catholic high school students when they were being uh you know basically lied about by cnn and others lynn wood the guy who said that they should execute the vice president uh, honestly to hell with lynn wood i mean it's just it's too despicable and too disgusting for words can't say enough awful things uh, about it but they said parlor was not acting in a proper way and so the app stores wouldn't carry the app and then amazon said we can't have this and took them down as if somehow amazon should have a say well it's their servers dear lord we're playing this game that's not the argument. The question is whether they should be doing this. And they took him down because they feared the mob, or worse, they are the mob. Gosh, what, what's it like to be at that moment when you're finally awoken to that reality, right? Is it Galt talking to Diaconia, or is it the moment you take the red pill over the blue pill? I mean, it's, it's one of those moments where you just realize that everything you thought to be true is not. There is no reason Facebook should be allowed to operate at this moment, and it should be taken down immediately. And no one should offer them uh, servers. Not a one. Why would you? Look what they allowed to happen. Look at the hate that they allowed to be circulated amongst their people. If, if, if you think it, it doesn't matter, well, okay, but it does matter. Hate matters, and that's what the impeachment tells us. This brings us to the words of Louis Gohmert, congressman of Texas, a Republican. I just don't even know why there aren't more up, aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be, or 
Sadly, the domestic enemies of our voting system and honoring our Constitution are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue with their allies in Congress of the United States. Does any of that sound familiar to you? We were called enemies of the state. Those are all quotes from our speaker. Now, those are quotes from Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi said those things based on uh, the the impeachment. Well, wouldn't you have to impeach or remove Nancy Pelosi as 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 well? Based on the transitive property of threats, she has to go. I, I, w- I would make that assumption. If Parler has to go, Facebook has to go. If Trump has to be impeached, Pelosi has to be removed. But it doesn't work that way. I think the rational question is why. And anybody who tells you, well, those people... See, what they were really doing, these are people who are uh, in the business of excusing, and you should immediately dismiss those people. They're not worthy of your time or attention or love. They're not decent. They're excusing violence. Why? It's important to call them out. Important, important, important to call them out uh, on these things. But you should understand that Parler and President Trump aren't the only people trying to be uh, canceled or, or, you know, they're, they're going after. Now they're going after Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, the actor. All right, all right, all right. That's who they're going after. Matthew McConaughey, who makes one a really, really good bourbon called Long Branch with the guys from Wild Turkey. It's got a good sweetness to it. It's, it's enjoyable. Work for the whole table. You got to trust me uh, on that one right there. Daily Beast did an article that said Matthew McConaughey keeps flirting with alt-right darlings. Alt-right darlings? You mean because he has an opinion on the idea of cancel culture and we shouldn't do this, we shouldn't do that, we should talk to each other here and we should share over there? That's that's a, a flirting uh, with, or what, what did they call it? Yeah, flirting with alt-right darlings. As the story uh, gets pointed out at redstate.com, Um, Peterson, meaning Jordan Peterson, is just one of several controversial figures who have coalesced in the past few years within the so-called intellectual dark web, a lot that also includes podcaster Joe Rogan and conservative pundit Ben Shapiro, among others. First, I'm infuriated that I am not mentioned in that group. My God, Katz, you have a lot more work to do. Because in the book that McConaughey wrote, Greenlights, He thanks Jordan Peterson, who is referred to here as a controversial Canadian professor. That's how uh, the the people over there at Daily Beast referred to him. He's not controversial. You may have an issue with him. A lot of people like what he has to say. But are we going to make an argument that Rogan and Shapiro and Peterson are the alt-right? Because if you're making that argument, you don't even know what you're... Gosh, that is ignorant. But what they're really canceling McConaughey for is being open to listening to people and utilizing his mind to engage conversations with others and people can agree and disagree and do all sorts of things. They oppose rational thinking. 
They oppose you having your own thoughts. One monolithic thought, one monolithic group, or you are out. And that brings us to Representative Ocasio-Cortez and the evil that she's got planned. And when I say evil, I'll let you decide. See how that works? That's coming up. I'm Tony Katz. So what did Representative Ocasio-Cortez do that has so many people up in arms? Well, what she did was expose you to the reality that she is not a believer in America as you are. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's great to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, that's where you find me. Uh, On Rumble is where you can find the podcast. R-U-M-B-L-E, rumble.com, just search for Tony Katz. She said that Congress is looking into... Media literacy initiatives. And what it would do is be commissioned to help rein in, that's the quote, quote unquote, rein in misinformation in in America. I can say there is absolutely commission being discussed, but it seems to be more investigatory in style rather than truth and reconciliation. So I think that's an interesting concept for us to explore is what she said. And I do think that several members of Congress in some of my discussions have brought up media literacy because that is part of what happened here and what we're going to have to figure out how we rein in our media environment so that you can't just spew disinformation and misinformation. Understand there's only one way to view the concept of media literacy. And actually, I had never never seen it put in that phraseology before. It's a discussion of licensing. In the state of Indiana, um, there was, in the term of Mike Pence as governor, there was this initiative that got released. It didn't get launched. It got released. And it never should have been released. I think it was mistakenly put out. But the fact that it was discussed freaked me out. And Pence was so quick to slam on it, I wonder if it even ever made it to his desk for any level of review. I never got an answer to that. And it was called Just In, right? Just Indiana, I-N. And it was the idea of having people in newsrooms to be able to provide proper information. What was it? Overseeing newsrooms, checking newsrooms, giving information to newsrooms. And no matter how you sliced it, it was about the, the government saying, here's what the news is. Here's the story. That's what you put out there. Freaky and creepy and awful as all get out. Man, that got punched in the face by Pence so hard. I don't know if he ever saw it at the first, but if he saw it and he, he properly freaked out, properly said, this is, this is disgusting. Absolutely properly. But media and literacy... That's going to be a huge priority. Um, climate change, huge, huge priority. Um, let's see. Any discussion in Congress about federal truth and reconciliation or media literacy initiatives to help with healing? I definitely, so there, 
I can't say, I, I don't think that the response, the, that this kind of like medium term response has um, fully crystallized yet. But what I can say is that there's absolutely a commission that's being discussed, but it, it seems to be more investigatory um, in style rather than truth and reconciliation. Um, and so I think that's an interesting concept for us to explore. Um, and, you know, I do think that uh, several members of Congress in some of my discussions have brought up uh, media literacy because that is a part of what happened here. You shouldn't think that I mischaracterized it, nor the idea of truth and reconciliation committees, which is a story for, for, for another day. What she has put forth is everything we are not. And if we are going to argue that because of what happened at the Capitol, well, it means, okay, we don't fight. That's not true. There are things worth fighting for. And yes, you can still use the expression. Free speech is more important than Representative Ocasio-Cortez's feelings. I must tell you that as a radio host who depends on the freedom of speech in order to make a living, to speak about the things that are important as I see them, valuable as I see them, interesting as I see them, right? That's what I'm paid to do, right? Find those things and share them with you. Uh, I could not care less about what she thinks was information and misinformation because she disagrees with it, is it misinformation? That's not the case and not true at all. I put forth to you that Representative Ocasio-Cortez has no secret knowledge and in no way, shape, or form could understand what actually constitutes news. I reject the idea that she has any say at all.